Hey guys, welcome to the show. I'm Jillian. And I'm Annika. And this is To the Fandom and Beyond, where we talk about anything and everything fandom related. For those of you who are back for another episode, we're so glad to have you here. And for those of you who are just joining us, we're also very glad to have you with us. In case you don't already know, this podcast is just going to be us talking off the cuff about the many things we love and also don't love about movies and TV. And maybe we'll throw in a book or two now and then. Hopefully you guys will enjoy what we're putting out each episode and continue to listen to us, so stay tuned. Welcome back, everyone. Um, Thank you guys for, you know, coming back and joining us this week. Um, So today's episode, this whole week, um, is going to be basically discussing the um, mental health um, condition depiction pe- depictions in film and TV. Um, Most I think mostly TV, but yeah, there are so, you know, obviously films, of course. Yeah. But. So for those of you who know me, or I've I've probably mentioned it once or twice on the podcast before, is Maybe. I myself have mental health conditions. You know, I have ADHD. I have anxiety. I I've had depression. You know, I I have issues that I deal with, and you know, I deal with them on a daily. You know, it's uh every day all day kind of thing you know it's nothing new to me you you take it step by step day by day exactly um so I did you know I obviously me and Jillian neither of us are mental health professionals we don't not by a long shot we neither of us have um had extensive knowledge exactly all we know everything we've learned is from you know things we've read or heard or experienced um, experienced in my case yeah so I did some of my own research just to get a better handle on this um and for the beginning of this I'm gonna kind of just talk about like the this article that I read um and then we'll get into some of the other characters so um the article that I was looking at was um it's called mental health conditions in film and tv portrayals that dehumanize and trivialize characters um, and this was published, I believe, in May of 2019, so it's about a year, a little over a year old. Oh, uh, yeah, no, almost, almost two years. Yeah, almost two years old. Um, and it was published, I believe, by the USC Annenberg is where it was. Um, so if you guys want to, like, look it up and take a look at all the, st- the statistics, go right ahead. You know, I encourage you to do that. Um, so... For the most part, they, I believe that what it was is that they went and, um, let me just take a look at my notes here. (laughs) Fancy with a notebook. Oh, yes. I'm going to forget everything if I don't. So, they basically went through the 100 top movies of 2016 and then through, like, the first episodes of series in 2016-2017 to kind of gather information and kind of... Get an idea. Yeah. So... The first things I'm going to say um, are all these statistics that they came up with, you know, during this. So, um, out of 4,598 characters in film, 1.7% experience a mental health condition, okay? That's in film. In TV, out of 1,220 characters in TV, 7% experience a mental health condition, okay? But... So, I feel like we get more... Slight, slightly more representation in TV yes. versus film. And then in the U.S. population, and mind you, this is, you know, 2016 to 2019, that kind of time range. Um, in the U.S. population, 18.9% experience a mental health condition. So obviously, TV and movies aren't grasping how many 
people, people actually, actually have yeah. suffer from conditions that, you know, they have throughout life. Right. I guarantee you that even if you don't think that you know somebody with a mental health condition, you know somebody with a mental health condition, whether whether it's just, you know, generalized anxiety, or which depression. a lot of people do have, or something more serious like bipolar disorder. Exactly. And most or of the PTS time, yes, or more, more likely depression. than not, they do not talk about it, or right. it's either they won't talk about it. Or it's something that they talk about and they just say, it's just me. Mm-hmm. It's just who I mental, am. It's part of me. Mental health for years has been a very taboo subject. Exactly. It's like, if you don't talk about it, it's not there, you know? Exactly. And we really need to get out of that stigma of not talking about mental health. Which exactly. I think is a good thing to be showing these characters that have these exactly. conditions and in film and TV. Because it starts to normalize that, hey, yeah, people do go yeah. through this. We need to help them instead of telling them that it's all in their head exactly. or they're and crazy. Within the last, at least within the last like two years about, 2019-2020, we've gotten, I think we've gotten a little bit better with some representation, mm-hmm. mainly in TV, obviously. Right. Um, I think TV is a bigger, bigger um, platform for showing mental health conditions. I also think it depends conditions. on the network too. Exactly. Some networks will depict it, others won't. And, and another thing that they were talking about in this article is that they, sometimes they'll use humor as a way to depict mental health, which mm-hmm. in some cases I can understand. If them it's trying. done well. But that's the thing is with humor, using humor to depict mental health also, it it really can't be done well because it, in a way, it it's almost like we're mocking their right, yeah, the, this sense. condition that they have, which I understand the network saying, oh, we're, well, we want them to have it, but we don't want it to be a serious thing. But here's but the it thing, is a serious thing is having a mental health condition takes over your life usually Mm -hmm. it's something that you deal with every day that you have to kind of yeah not find a way to work around but you find a way to cope with these these you find a way to live with it exactly let it drag your life down exactly and some people yes will use humor as a way as a coping mechanism they'll use humor to kind of be like oh i'm just a little you know i'm a little nutty you know they kind of they're just like oh that's just what i do but in reality it hurts you know using humor in that way it kind of hurts but they don't want people to see that it's exactly and um obviously this is just what i've you know read and what Mm -hmm. i have myself experienced and other other people i know i have a here's the thing about me is most people that i know most people that i talk to and i'm friends with i tend to gravitate towards people who have the same mental health conditions that i have she always has for for years exactly middle school high school (laughs) it's been a while and it was it was tough on her because she her own mental health conditions she was dealing with but she didn't all she didn't I don't think you knew really all of your mental health conditions until you were older I me myself I did not know I knew that I had anxiety no 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 okay so I knew I didn't know that I had ADHD until my senior year of high school um which was it was I it was like eye-opening to me because I was like you realized oh that's why I'm doing this and why I'm this way exactly it gave you an explanation on why you had certain things I didn't know I had I knew I had anxiety I I could tell that I had anxiety because I was always getting so worked up I think everybody has some form most people have some form of anxiety but yours is pretty mine gets out of control sometimes I get I it's to the point where I'm just like I freak out about 
everything. I'm like, this isn't right. This isn't right. I need this to be like, it's very a lot. And I didn't really understand that I had it until high school Mm -hmm. when it got worse, when I went into therapy and it was a whole big issue, of course. That's what I'm saying is you didn't realize you had a lot of these conditions until you were a little bit older. Same thing with my depression is I only had, I, I only had what they called situational depression. So it only happened in certain areas. It's like, it's like SAD, which is seasonal. I believe it's, uh, I want to say anxiety. It's, no, no, no. It's seasonal. I can't remember, but it's it's seasonal depression in a sense. Okay. Um. So you know, it it all depends. Everyone everyone learns that they have these conditions at their own time. You know, they right. they figure these out things out here and there. Um. And with when it comes to movies and TV, some of these characters know have known they've had these conditions since they were life. yeah. Some of them figure it out along the way in the show, and you see them kind of. understanding what's going on um and it all i guess so this when i was reading through this article right it was saying that there were eight categories of mental health um that appear across film and tv there obviously there's a huge there's There's a wide range of mental health conditions right but there are eight really that are the main focus right and so the ones that they talk about are addiction being the number one which um, makes sense. Yeah, anxiety or PTSD, it's kind of they they lump it together in mm-hmm. a sense. Um mood disorders, suicide, disturbance in thinking, spectrum disorders, cognitive impairment and eating disorders. Um eating disorders was one that was kind of left off at some parts and brought in mm-hmm. at other parts, it kind of depended. Um and obviously addiction is the biggest one. We see it a lot in movies and TV. People mm-hmm. addicted to drugs, alcohol, um there's people addicted to gambling. sex, ga- gambling, um there's in uh, Law and Order SVU, Amanda Rollins, she was she ha- she was a gambling addict at one right. point. That was that was her thing. She was addicted to it. She couldn't get enough of it, and mm-hmm. eventually she kind of overcame it. And was able to work through it. Right. Um, and then there are others. Um, in, uh, in the show Nine One One, Bobby, who is the main character, from what I remember, he had a problem with drinking, and right. he had a problem with um the painkillers that he was on. Right. It wasn't. I. They didn't. They didn't really focus on it, but you could tell that it was there. It was there, and he was he was dealing with it and overcoming exactly. it. Exactly, and so he's he's one that kind of depicts that. Um, and then of course one of the other characters, Buck, in the first season, he explains that he is. I mean, he diagnosed himself, but you could tell that he that it was something that he understood mm-hmm. is that he diagnosed himself as a self as a um sex addict. It was just all day every. That's all you know. Um, so that is the biggest one that you see. You see drugs, right. alcohol, sex, gambling. Um, there's uh, there was one other that I was trying to think of. Yeah, you know, shopping um, is is one that you see in a lot. Yeah, more. I feel like you see that one in more like comedy shows exactly. than anything else because people tend to play that one a little bit more comedic. But yeah. it is a serious thing because yeah. you know you're spending all this money and you can't stop and people will go into yeah. debt, lose their houses, exactly, lose their cars, lose their families, exactly. Um, so it's it all depends on like who the person is and a lot of it comes from. Um, the conditions around them, I think, right. is part of it. Is you know w- the way they were raised and how they and how they were raised. The environment exactly. And like that. Um, so obviously addiction is a big one. Um, but the one thing that isn't talked about as much with all of these with addiction and P- PTSD and mood disorders and all that is how teens in media relate to these um, right. these conditions. Because the thing about these conditions is, yes, we see it a lot with adults. Um, and like elderlies and, you know, that's, you see it mm-hmm. from usually from ages of, you know, 21 to 60 is what, you know, the range right. that they give you of these conditions even, that people or even have. 
more like 25 yeah. and up, you know. Is you see them dealing with, usually it's dealing with PTSD, um, addiction. Uh, the anxiety. That, anxiety, yeah. Um, but the thing about it is, is that more likely than not, the ones who are dealing with these issues are teenagers. Because it's... Or the ones that are more seriously dealing with it. Exactly. Because they don't necessarily... They might not have the right tools or the right understanding to know what they're going through and how to handle it because other adults in their life are just telling are just writing it off being like oh it's just in your head it's just a phase you'll get over yeah, it you're, exactly you're and fine. so um uh they were saying that um seven percent of characters with a mental health condition in film were teens six percent of characters with a mental health condition in tv were teens but 20% of U.S. teens experience mental health condition. Mm-hmm. So, again, they're not understanding how severe this this thing is. They're not understanding right. how severe these conditions can become in mm-hmm. teenagers. Um, and, and I feel like a lot of people start showing signs in their teens. Exactly. You know? um, I obviously was showing signs of anxiety and ADHD in my teens, but I didn't get diagnosed until I was 17. Right. I didn't get diagnosed until I was older. Yeah, it's and like I didn't you, have... you started showing signs in like, for as long as I can remember, you've hardly been able to like sit still when, when you, I, re- I remember specifically <laughs> when you were younger, you would be sitting at the computer watching something for hours and you'd be tearing up little scraps of paper all the time constantly. And mom would get after you about it. I know I would get after you and about I, it because and we didn't understand. And the thing is, I didn't realize I was doing, doing it because yeah. I always, I always, you my, get so, you get so like focused, focused. My thing about it thing. is, is I get so focused. I don't under, I don't see anything else going mm-hmm. on around me and I get, I'm so, I, I need to be doing something at all times. I need to be, which is why I'm like, even though I want to stay home, I need to be at work. I need to be right. doing something. I need to be going somewhere and using my hands, whatever. That's just how it is. And and I know lots and lots of the friends I grew up with in high school had mental health mm-hmm. conditions that were either undiagnosed or diagnosed, but they didn't talk about, but they, right. we would talk about it, you know, here and there. I've had friends with, I've had friends with eating disorders. I've had friends with um, de- a lot of depression, a lot of PTSD um, anxiety, all of it. Like mm-hmm. it, it's like, I'm sure it, I have as well. I just, we, nobody ever talked about exactly, it. Exactly. And know? that's the thing is it wasn't it was something seen, that people talked about. It was seen as taboo and it was seen as something that you didn't, you didn't disclose to people unless it was necessary. Right. It was, it was more one of those things where it's like, that's private. It's, you know, it's more, it's, it's a hindrance. It's going to make people think less of you. Yeah. Um, and the way they depict it in TV and TV and film it it kind of i think it also once again it depends on the network and the the writers and the mm-hmm. showrunners that all depends you know you have um you have people i know like there are shows that i've seen um and a lot of them some of them don't depict it in the best way some of them depict it better you know it kind right. of depends you i know one that people talk about would be like sex, sex education on netflix mm-hmm. um the one character amy she dealt with you know a sexual assault that she kind of had this PTSD from. She didn't want to ride the bus. She didn't want to be near men. She didn't want to be touched. She was very just like, don't which, do it. Which happens. Exactly. Plenty of um, times. You have, uh, you have teenage characters that have been on uh, Supernatural. They've, you know, there's been here and there um, on Grey's Anatomy. A lot of them on SVU, you know, mm-hmm. they deal a lot with the mental health conditions. Um, even on, like, there have been characters on Glee that have had those, these conditions. Yeah. Um, there was, oh... One show, um, dang it. Um, uh, one one show that I can think of that just popped mm-hmm. into my head, um, uh, Nikita. Nikita. Because Alex, I think it was Alex, Alex, right? Because she 
had PTSD from when she was a tiny child. Yeah. When her house burned down and she exactly. was stuck under a bed or whatever while mm-hmm. there was fire. And then in her training, she was underneath of a car. And she felt and she, that anxiety. That anxiety was coming it wasn't, back. You didn't see it trigger until the moment that Michael walks past the car. And right. she hears his footsteps and she sees it. And it's the same position that she was in when she was a child. Right. And, and so that just comes rushing back. back and she goes, she just like freaks out. Yeah. And she was what, like. At the time, she was, what, like, I want to say she was, like, 17, maybe? Yeah, 16, she was 17. 17. Yeah, she was 16 or she 17, potentially. She was in her late, late teens. Yeah, so. exactly. So, it's, like, there are some shows where they depict teens well with mental health and somewhere mm-hmm. they don't. And it all depends, again, on showrunners and how they decide and to go about it. And the story itself. And, obviously, there have been a lo- there's been a lot of, like... Um, feedback from fans about you know don't that's not how i go through this that's not how we go through this mm-hmm. and you of need course, to do better everybody experiences it differently oh, yeah. everyone so does there's only i feel like there's only so much they can do to portray it yes in a certain way where it's like that's how this character is experiencing exactly it, you know but at the same time you de- do need to show it as accurately as you can mm-hmm. while also being um like specific to that individual character. Exactly. And I think a big thing that could be done about it is I don't know how many shows do, but like a good way to kind of get past this um potential, you know, mis misrepresentation of mm-hmm. these conditions in teens is talk to people. Talk right. to teens, talk to psychologists, psychiatrists, um doctors of all types, do you know. Do your research. Exactly. It, talk to them to say how do you think this needs to be portrayed? what is a better way for me to portray this than the way I'm doing it now? Mm-hmm. And even um, shows like I know Euphoria deals with addiction and depression and anxiety and PTSD. I've never seen it, but I heard it's really good. Yeah, I, it's just haven't, I just haven't gotten around to watching it. I want to watch it, but I just have so many other shows, you know? Right. So they all, they all have their own kind of way of depicting. Even um, the one show that was on Netflix, which I'm really upset it got canceled, um, is Anne with an E. Which was mm. it was a it was a um, adaptation. It was an adaptation of and the Green Gables. Yeah, but it was it was produced in Canada. It was a Canadian show, um, brought onto Canada. Netflix. <laughs> um, and from what I can remember, Anne kind of almost dealt with a s- sort of a form of um, like anxiety and PTSD when it came from to from all her time from all her different houses that she went exactly. to. Not even the houses, but it was the the boarding the house that she stayed at, that you know, too. and the the places she went and you could tell that she was like, "Oh, I'm ruining this. I'm messing this up. You can send me back." You know, it was you could tell that she had this anxiety about going back and about not right. being proper and not being and the like, right person. And like I haven't seen that show from be- from beginning to end, but from what I've seen of the show, you can kind of see her slowly starting to deal with that in she, a certain she way. She finds ways to cope with it. And she's, she starts to kind of understand that, yeah, I'm worth something. Exactly. I'm a person. I'm my own individual person. Exactly. What I do matters. You yeah, know? exactly. And there are some shows that don't portray it the best. Um, some shows Naturally. that kind of portray it in a bit more harsher and harsh, harsher lighting. Right. Um, and some that kind of get it handled better. Um, I will say this, that from what I've seen, and these are, the ones I'm going to talk about are soap operas. The ones that I'm talking about is um, shows from their um, their British soap operas. Um, and I've watched so many clips and so many moments from those so shows. So many. <laughs> that depict these characters having these mental health conditions in the proper way. Not proper, I guess, but in a more accurate way 
way. In a more real, real way. And yeah, in a real way. And you have, um, who is it? You have like Aaron who dealt with, um, past sexual assault and he dealt with that, you know, he had this anxiety about it. Um, when he found his perpetrator again, you know, he kind of had this PTSD about it. You have, um, you have some other characters dealing with anxiety. Some, one of them, I think dealt with postpartum depression, um, and they all they all depict it in a good way. And there's one character on one of the shows who deals with an eating disorder. And she's just like, she loses it. And she just cannot handle it. And she's suffering. And no one knows that she's suffering. And mm-hmm. she's doing this in silence. You know, she doesn't tell anyone. Which happens a lot. And especially thing, with eating disorders, And that's the thing with teens is that these teens, most teens suffer in silence because they're afraid to tell anyone. Especially they're, they're afraid to tell their friends because they don't want to lose their friends. Exactly. They're afraid to tell their parents because they don't want their parents to not trust them or to be disappointed in them or 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 whatever you know throw them out yeah and some of them are you know afraid of going to hospitals they don't Mm want to go to these mental health hospitals and be hospitalized yeah it's it's a very terrifying thing to deal with um and i guess it all depends on what condition you're portraying in tv and Mm -hmm. movies that it depends on you know your take on it but our only thing is get it right get it as right as you can get it without being too like be I, well okay no that's not that's not even true it's get it right just do your research and understand what you're what mm-hmm. people go through it's like when i wrote i wrote a story a while back where i had a character i i had her experiencing um severe anxiety but she didn't know that she had that what she was dealing with was anxiety until she was like in her mid twenties because Mm -hmm. she'd been dealing with it her whole life, but she'd just gotten used to it because of the life that she was living. And I did as much research as I could. Mm -hmm. I even, I talked to you to get your, your take on how you deal with your anxiety so that I could get it right. So that I could portray it in a, in the best way that I could, because I don't deal I'm sure that I have some form of some type of anxiety. Yeah. Mostly what I have to, like, talk to adults. Yeah. And that's usually, that's usually social anxiety. You, right. You, you have potentially social anxiety. You know, like, you don't like talking to figures, you know, authority figures. I get, I get figures, nervous. You know, I get kind of, I get, and it, and it stems, again, it stems from my childhood. Yeah. From an experience I had in middle school. Yeah. That now I'm just, I'm slowly. Getting better. Slowly dealing with yeah. it. I, you know, I take it day by day, encounter by encounter. But it's something that I deal with. And, exactly. And again, it's not as serious as other people's are where they can, you know, barely leave their houses mm-hmm. and things like that. And I don't have to take medication or anything. Yeah. But it's still something that I'm dealing exactly. with. And I think a big I think a big thing when it comes to portraying this stuff in the media is um, the, the terms that they use. Mm-hmm. Um, because a lot of it, there's a lot of like name calling, as you would say, you know, in TV and film, when it comes to mental health conditions, there's, you know, creep and crazy nut right. job, loco, all of these terms that people use mm-hmm. to portray. And actually, okay, I had to take a picture of it because I would not, I did not want to write it all down. <laughs> and it's basically, I'm not going to read them all off, but it's a list of, um, it's a list of like, phrases directed at characters with mental health conditions um so of course there's you know uh crackhead uh bad shape upstairs drunk dumb freak idiot idiot um you know mentally unstable different nitwit you said nut job nut case psycho yeah um there's you know scumbag sociopath um strange whack job wacky weird like it 
those terms as much as they as much as you may think you're just being you know that's playing around it's they can be very harmful to people Mm -hmm. especially things like like crazy like sociopath for example that is an actual thing that people are yeah, there's, like that is an actual condition and, and i'm going to say this is there is a difference there's a big difference between a psychopath and a sociopath they are two completely different conditions people two tend, different people tend to use the words interchangeably exactly and they're not they're two different they're two different p- things like psychopaths are what you would usually describe a serial killer as is a psychopath mm-hmm. a sociopath is someone who usually cannot connect emotionally with people who have trouble connecting making those connections and like you have um sherlock holmes he calls himself a high functioning sociopath because and it's shown you know in many different forms that he usually struggles with the with the social part of being the human interaction exactly he doesn't do well with human interaction he He does better with like the math and the science science and things that he can you know exactly and so using those terms to describe a character is a very harmful and harsh way to put it because mm-hmm. especially could, like somebody who has like schizophrenia to call them a psychopath is very you know exactly. it's demeaning and that and, and that brings up another harmful. thing that's a, that brings up another thing is when it comes to like psychopath or psychopath when it comes to um schizophrenic schizof when it comes to schizophrenia in media usually more often than not the uh, schizophrenia is depicted as violent mm-hmm. and here's the thing from what I've read, from what all the research I've done and all the articles I've read, schizophrenia does not make you violent. It just... The, uh, and here's the thing is a lot of the time in my experience and everything I've researched about it is they're just scared. You know, they sometimes they don't know they what's don't, going yeah. on. Sometimes they have trouble, you know, determining what's real and what's not real. And right. that's the only reason they get they get a little, you know... They might accidentally agitated. hurt somebody. Exactly, is because they they're scared. They don't know what's happening and in their mind. More often than not, the people around them don't know what's happening. Exactly. So they, they try, don't know. They don't know how to deal with it. They try to help, but what what they think is trying to help this person is actually causing them to get more freaked out exactly. and more worried and, about what's happening. And it, and it's not even just schizophrenia that's depicted like that. It's almost most disorders or most conditions for mental health in TV and movies are depicted as violent. They and do that like, a lot. Bipolar is usually I from what I understand that's usually depicted as being pretty violent. Yeah, and but from what I understand, it's not as violent as it's people portray. Literally, it as. it's it, the best way to describe it is just high highs and low lows mm-hmm. over and over again. It's just it con- consistently, you know, you don't know when it's going to happen, you don't know, you know, it it just kind of goes back and forth. And obviously, like I said earlier, I'm not an expert. I don't know nope. all of the official diagnoses right. for these or whatever. I'm just going based on what the, we know the hardcore research that I've done. Right. Um, and they also will depict it a lot with like um uh with like PTSD and anxiety and addiction. They depict those sometimes as violent. And they're not always violent. They can probably get violent, I'm guessing de- I guess it depends on how you on what your PTSD stems from, right. what your addiction is, what it stems from, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like stop we need to stop depicting everything um, as okay well here's the thing 46 percent of film uh film characters with a mental health condition were uh perpetrators of violence and it's just like it it makes it seem like the only way to depict these characters with these mental health conditions is to give them a tragic backstory yeah and like understandably yes that does happen 
but that doesn't mean they're going to turn out violent. That doesn't mean they're going to, that doesn't mean they're going to become this raging lunatic, as some people Mm -hmm. would call them, because they have anxiety. That's not what it is. It's, you know, sometimes more often than not, they're scared. They're just trying to deal with this day by day. Um, It's like you could see just a normal person walking down the street, you know, heading to the grocery store and they have severe anxiety, but you don't, you wouldn't know that because they're not a violent person. Yeah. They're not going out and beating people up or robbing banks, but they still are suffering from some form yeah. of mental health. And some PTSD, I under, from what I understand, can get violent. Just, you know, if you get triggered enough, if you get triggered to the point where you don't know what's happening, right. you can get violent. And um, there have been some depictions of it in TV with PTSD when it comes to them, like, freaking out and kind of I having feel like this the, moment. I feel like the more violent uh, cases of PTSD are usually from like people who've you know like served in the in, military in the, in the military or people who have um you know been in prison exactly. or you know have something exactly. something something that was violent that caused yeah. their PTSD so then they they see that so they they lash out you know exactly so i think more often than not or i guess in as a whole we just need to the the media or the entertainment industry in general needs to get better about how they decide to depict mental health conditions right. and how it will really affect mental health conditions in reality. Right, because the people that are watching these things, the, the kids that are watching these that might be suffering from it, if they're seeing these portrayals of you know violence that correlate to whatever mental health condition they're suffering from, that's going to really hurt them, you mm-hmm. know? That's going to put... That's going to damage their psyche even more. Yeah, it's going to make them think, oh, well, that... that I, I'm not... I'm going to turn out like that. That's and how so I'm going to be. And so they're not going to want to tell anybody, and they're just going to be suffering in silence, and it's going to bottle up, and then it might explode in a violent way. We don't know. Exactly. And um, like I said at the beginning, I... the, the I'm going to kind of brush... You know, kind of... Um, talk about a little bit about some of these characters from different movies and TV. Uh, mainly, it's mainly it is TV because I just I haven't I I couldn't find a lot about movie characters with right. mental health conditions. There wasn't and, a whole lot. And like I said earlier, is it I feel like we see more depictions in we television yeah, versus for movies sure. because I feel like with movies, unless the storyline revolves around a mental health condition, mm-hmm. they're not going to focus on yeah, it. Yeah, obviously there are some. There's, you know, Silver Linings Playbook, Lars and the Real Girl. Um, I think it's A Beautiful the, Mind. The Glass and Split movies, right? Uh, sort of. Maybe, I don't Those, know. Well, okay, um, yeah, Split does deal with... Um, uh, with uh, it's, um, uh, it's basically like split personality disorder. Right. Um, or... Uh, Oh, hold on. I need to look up the actual term for it or else I'm going to kick myself. Um, it's yes. like dis- dissociative. dissociative. Dissociative identity disorder yeah, is what they would one. call it now. Um, or multiple personality disorder could that be one. another term, yeah. you know. Um, so that one, yes. But there's also, you know, a beautiful mind. There is um, uh, one that one that I have written down here is um, Perks of Being a Wallflower. And obviously Perks of Being a Wallflower was a book before it was a movie. Right. Um, and I remember we went and saw it with our mom. We went and saw it in the theaters. I, I don't think. remember watching it in theaters. <laughs> I remember watching it in theaters <laughs> with you and mom. Um, I remember and watching I, it at home. I had read the book, so I under, I knew what was happening. Um, and one thing that they kind of brush over, and I think it might be in, I, I obviously haven't seen the movie in a while. 
Um, I think they brush over it or it's talked about in a deleted scene, but it is talked about in the book, I, if I remember correctly, that you see him throughout it and he, because Charlie himself suffers from PTSD because his best friend had committed suicide. So he was see, in a mental... I, I don't know if they cover that in the movie. They they brush over it, I think. Um, so he suffers from PTSD. He was in a... He was in a a hospital he was hospitalized for like a year I think before he went to school before the movie started and so you see him throughout it he kind of deals with his PTSD you know his aunt Helen was killed in a car accident when he was little and he suffers you know a little bit of anxiety from that um but then it's revealed later and I had to explain this to you and our to you and mom because you guys didn't quite grasp it I remember this is that Charlie the main character he also is um a victim of childhood sexual abuse from his aunt the right. one that died and you see him just snap and break because he blames himself he, yeah he blames himself for her death but also um and i was reading up about it is that you can you it's almost you can kind of tell the moment that he kind of understood more of what happened to him mm-hmm. because you know he he um gets intimate with the other character sam and she i believe also suffered from from childhood sexual abuse and they kind of connected a little bit. And you, I think you can kind of see that moment when he's like, she's gone. I don't have her anymore. And I suffered from this too. And then he calls his sister and he gets hospitalized again for a little bit. And so he deals with it. He kind of brings himself back and is able to kind of find a way to cope with it mm-hmm. and bring it back. Um, and so that's like one movie that I've seen um, in the last however many years. Um, but there's, like we said, you know, there's not a whole lot of depictions from what I remember on t- in movies right. because that in, I've seen at least. In TV, they have, you know, so many, they have, depending on how many seasons they have, they could have, you know, 50, 100, maybe even only 25 episodes where you can really delve into the characters exactly. if it's done right. You can delve into the characters and explore their experience with these certain mental exactly. health conditions and i know one that is a big one that people talk about and i have not seen the show i've well i haven't seen either of these two shows i'm going to discuss in a minute is one is bojack horseman i've never, never seen, seen it. it i've i literally just have never I've, had the I've interest in watching it. it i've heard about it here and there but i've never actually watched yeah. it so i've heard about it and from what i understand he suffers from depression and they do a good job of kind of portraying it in uh in a genuine light they kind of show you this genuine like even how he, he is a horse <laughs> i there, there's probably a whole lot it, there's know? probably a whole lot more to it um is that he deals with his depression in the best way he can um and there's i think there's a whole episode that they talk about it um i myself have never watched it so i don't know the whole story about mm-hmm. it but i do and know that saw, he does we saw the clip earlier it, yeah in that video it, um but... and then the other one that i um, is Rebecca from Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. She has BPD, which is um, Borderline Personality Disorder, which she suffers She suffers from. And I think throughout most of the series, or part of the series, she was undiagnosed, and she didn't really understand what was happening. Um, and from what I've read about the show, people appreciated the way that they um, tackled her, di- her condition and mm-hmm. the way they um, took it and ran with it. Um, I probably would appreciate the way they did. I haven't seen it, though, right. so I don't know. Um, and then one that I know, I don't think a whole lot of people will talk about, um, but uh, where is it? Um, if I can find it again. <laughs> um, well, one that I know that a lot of people talk about because they, they say it directly is in Shameless is um the one of the main characters Ian and his mom both suffer from bipolar disorder. I don't remember if it's bipolar 1 or not, 
Um, but they both suffer from it. They both deal with it in their own ways. They both suffer from it in their own mm-hmm. ways. Um, yeah, I remember seeing a clip where yeah. they talk about him. They talk about him, and they say, you know, it's a whole bunch of high highs followed by low lows over and over again. That's all. That's all that he deals with. And he, I, I don't believe he started, you know, actually having the condition, or he didn't really start showing it until he was older. Um, and you see him, you see him go through this whole arc of not understanding what's going on and understand and not wanting to happen and his boyfriend Mickey tries to help him deal with it and he's like hey calm down you know we're fine you're gonna be okay we'll deal with this how we can and I think eventually they do commit him to a to a hospital because they want him to get better and he was gonna be a danger to others and himself and they didn't want that to happen you know so they were able to deal with it and they I think he got on medication and he was fine after that you know he, he kind of was dealing with it and here's the thing is they don't brush over the medication because at one point later, like season nine, they're like, hey, did you take your medication? And he's like, yeah, I'll get to it in a minute. And he takes it. And like, it's it's like you see it, them talking about see, it. See, that's what, that's another thing that I think they also need to focus on is that once you're diagnosed, it's not a cure. Yeah. You know, it's not going to be completely gone. You're still going to deal with it. So I think that one of the best ways that they can, you know, depict it is to show, you know, characters who are suffering from these taking their medications Mm -hmm. or talking about how they went to therapy or um you know showing them writing in a journal if that's something Mm -hmm. that you know that they have to do or doing whatever it is that they have to do to help with their condition to showing those things like yeah it's everyday life I'm still dealing with it I'm still you know working through it and you know learning how to live with it yeah exactly and um but it's not just like oh, I'm diagnosed, I'm better, you know, exactly. I don't have to talk about it anymore. It's like, no, you still need to talk about it because it is still an ongoing thing. Exactly. And um, another one, another bigger one that I, that it's one that you kind of have to really watch the show to understand, um, but he does talk about it a little bit, is in Teen Wolf with Styles mm. because he has anxiety and pan- he suffers from panic attacks and potentially, and he does have ADHD, mm-hmm. so you, they talk about in the first season, he's like, oh, I just took a lot of my medication. Right. He's like, I'm just he, I of, took a lot of Adderall, you Yeah, know? so he's just kind of wired. He's, like, kind of just, like, vibrating, and you can see him just, like, kind of ready or to maybe talk. it was that he didn't take his Adderall. Yeah, maybe it was, I, something, it was that. One of the two. Yeah. Um, so you see him, you genu- they genuinely talk about it. He, there's a whole episode, there's a, there's a whole scene of him talking with their guidance counselor about how, um about I think it's about uh the moment that you're like that you're underwater or something and or it's maybe it's asleep and it's like you, you he has this whole conversation about um kind of his anxiety I believe mm-hmm. and how he deals with it um and, like, and we see him have a panic attack we see him have a couple, couple of panic time. attacks yeah um we see him deal with those a lot and mm-hmm. we see him deal with anxiety you know over Scott over Lydia over all of this and even Lydia deals with it sometimes she deals with um PTSD a little bit after she was attacked by yeah we see it um, in season two a little after bit. she yeah after she was attacked by Peter Peter Hale we see her deal with this anxiety of like I'm still me I'm still me and mm-hmm. she's like trying to get through it. and obviously you know Styles kind of helps her through it. he kind of helps her deal with it um but she's like trying to deal with it on her own she's trying to get through it um and then another one from Teen Wolf would be Isaac Leahy because, obviously, for those of you who've seen the show, he was abused as a child. Yep. His from what we saw, his dad locked him in a freezer, with a chain. Yeah, from when he was you know younger, and it was just 
that was just something that he that happened to him and you see him deal with it you see him kind of he mentions it a few times he kind of offhanded comments yeah we see it in uh motel california yeah, he, that he's he's still suffering from that yeah that ptsd from it because he, that's what he sees he he imagines himself back in that freezer exactly he's terrified exactly and even um even you could even say that like uh who is it um Oh, who am I thinking of? That, you know, um, there's one other character I'm thinking of from the show. You know, I can't think of them. I'll probably think of them <laughs> later tonight when I'm going to bed. Um, but, uh, they all, you know, they, in that show, they kind of deal with their mental health conditions in their own way. They all have, they, I guarantee they all have something, but they're, you know, they're, they're not talked about, you know, a lot of the time. Um, and then, Another one is one that a lot of people have talked about recently, which is Penelope on One Day at a Time. Because she, first of all, she's a woman and she's Latina. So and it's a, she was in the military. military. Yeah. And she's a nurse. And the thing about it is, is um, usually like the demographics for how they portray mental health, Latina, uh, Latino and Latinas are far down. You know, there's mm-hmm. not a whole lot depicted for them. Um, and even for us, you know, because we are Latina. Um, so it's like having her show these, and there's a whole moment, there's a, there's a whole bunch of scenes of her dealing with this anxiety and depression and PTSD from her time in the military, um, and just everything that she's dealt with over her life. And you see her, you see her as this strong, strong, independent, you know, single mother who does all that she can do to help her children. Mm-hmm. And even the other character on the show, Schneider, he dealt with alcoholism for a while. Right. And there's a whole episode where he relapses. And you see her give him... You see Penelope give him... Uh, she basically rails on him about how bad he... How bad it has gotten and how... Mm-hmm. How, how he, he's kind of hit, hit bottom again. Yeah, and she, like, talks to him about it and they talk about it. Um... And there's a few scenes, there's some great scenes in the show of her dealing with her anxiety and her depression. Um, um, and it's like a really good depiction of the way that some people deal with it and the way some people mm-hmm. have to find coping mechanisms for. Right. Um, and from what I understand, it's a, it's a great, it's a great way of showing, um, how it, it's a, she's a great representation of those certain conditions right because she's dealing with them she's not letting them take over her life she's so she's still a regular a regular person who happens to be dealing with mental health conditions conditions. like she's still going out and living her life and going to work and raising her family yeah and you know it's just having fun yeah her and that's the thing about these conditions is your mental health condition does not define who you are you define who you are and so all you have to do is say, listen, you can say I have anxiety. You can say I have PTSD. But, but that's that is, not who I am. Exactly. That is not all that I am. I am more than that. I am more than my condition. I am more than my mental health conditions. And I think we need to, we need to see more of that in these shows. You know, we need to, to see, we need to see it talked about more. Like mm-hmm. the conditions themselves talked about more and brought more into the light because real people are dealing with this. And I think that them being able to see these conditions will probably help them in a certain way to deal with what they're mm-hmm. going through or and to talk to somebody about it. And then at the same time, we need to show that they're still, the, these characters are still yeah. people, that they're not their condition. Yeah. And another thing, okay, this um, goes into what we had said previous episodes is we will talk about books sometimes. And 
for those of you who know the series, the Percy Jackson series, every single one of the the Greek gods' children has ADHD. Every single one of them. They each have ADHD and they each have dyslexia. Here's the thing. I think some some is more severe than others. Yeah, and here's the thing is I don't think I really... I think the main reason that I connected with the that series so well is I felt seen with my ADHD. I didn't mm-hmm. know I had it, but I was like, wait. There was something about it that you just connected with even though you didn't realize exactly. it. Exactly. And then when I was diagnosed with ADHD, I was like, oh, that that's makes why. sense. Why it's I was my like, favorite. Okay. <laughs> it's like, I will never love a book series more than I will ever love Percy Jackson right. because the way that Rick Riordan portrays these characters, and he doesn't, here's the thing, is their anxiety and their or their ADHD and their dyslexia do not define them but here's the thing is they they talk about is that those are the things that make them unique those are the those things are the that, things that help them in their demigod lives you know? exactly their, and their adhd they i think they say it like especially like with percy that his adhd it's like you know he's he's always it's his battle he's, he's always moving you know he can't stand still because that's him you know in a ready fight. to fight and then, like, his dyslexia, you know, his brain is hardwired for, for, ancient, ancient, Greek. for ancient Greek, so he exactly. can read ancient and Greek And see, here's well. the thing, is I hope, you know, because we all know that they're getting, for those of you who don't know, they're getting a TV series. Yes. Here's my thing. Here's my biggest, my biggest thing about it is I need them to showcase, especially in the later books, if we mm-hmm. get them, Percy Jacks. I need them to, to depict Percy's PTSD from, yes. from especially from um, Tartarus. They need to depict... And then, like, with, with Gabe as well. Exactly. Because here's the thing is, in the... There were the movies, you know, about the that Percy Jackson... we never Jackson. speak of. <laughs> well, we are going to speak of them right now. Is okay. they don't really... You don't really see Percy having much PTSD from Gabe. You see him kind of stepping up to Gabe, which, yeah, of course. But they... And they kind of brush over it in the... It's not brushed over in the books, but it's it's something that he kind of he doesn't like to talk about exactly and that's the thing is like he dealt with this and he's dealt with this abusive stepfather for years Mm -hmm. and i think that's one thing that would be good to see in the tv show is that him kind of you see the kind the kind of um uh what's the word i'm looking for you kind of see the um the lingering side effects of having an abusive parent um like jillian mentioned earlier is that we each deal with Everyone deals with their conditions in their own way. Everyone mm-hmm. deals with their mental health conditions in their own way. Everyone has their own coping mechanism. Everyone has their own, you know, uh, ways that they cope Deal with, with how they're, they go about their daily lives. Um, but I think in the end, it just needs to be... We need to show, you know, teens now and kids even now that these things are not taboo. They're not something that... You, will hinder you, need you to shy away from exactly like it happens there's no need to be ashamed about it there's no need to be scared well i mean i mean if you get scared then you get scared but it's it's okay to feel scared in the moment but yeah. don't let that fear overtake you yeah. and control your life exactly because we are stronger than our mental health conditions we are right. stronger than any you know any people can say you know oh it's going to take over your life that you don't may have be, to let it. Yeah, you don't have to let it. It may it may feel like it's taking over your life. It may, may feel like that's all that's happening. But you, we are stronger than we think we are. We are able mm-hmm. to push through. And I think that if we, if, you know, showrunners and filmmakers start showing that more mm-hmm. in their, their projects, you know, showing that, yeah, this is something that you can get a handle on, you know, that you can learn to live with it you know yeah that 
I think it'll help a lot with the the overall discussion of mental health. Yeah, and that's the thing. That's the thing is there needs to be a bigger discussion about it and about mm-hmm. how best to portray it and how right. best to talk about it. Um, because it's not anything to be scared. It's not right. anything to be scared of. What we need to do is we need to get fresh, young, new creators in in the room and yeah. get them to portray how they deal with it. Exactly. You know, because I feel like the younger crowd deals with it a lot more severely. The, yeah. In a certain sense. Yeah, that's that's fair to say. Especially with the world that we live in, a lot of them deal with, especially like with anxiety. I feel like anxiety is a big one that yeah. a lot of teens deal with nowadays. Yeah, for sure. Um. So I think the the overall the overall um i guess the overall thing i want to say is that there's no need to depict mental health as uh scary as an illness right because an illness means that you know i guess it's just don't don't think of it as an illness that's why we're you know they call it mental health conditions because it's something that you can deal with. It's something that you can handle. It's something that you can find a way to live your life still. Mm-hmm. You don't have to let it take over. You don't have right. to let it pull you down. You can beat it. You can find a way to deal with it. Mm-hmm. So you may have moments where you feel like everything is going wrong, where nothing is going right, where you know there's you don't see a point in anything. Yeah. But if you find people that will help you and support you and just be there even if it's just to sit down next to you and do something else while you're suffering silently you know quietly you know maybe that's all that you need in that moment is for someone to just sit there with you yeah exactly and we need to show that on tv yeah exactly to get it because so many kids today watch tv Mm -hmm. or watch youtube or whatever and so if we depict it in the right way Mm -hmm. it'll show them that you know it's okay to deal with like it's okay to have this yeah it's It's okay to talk about it gonna you know make you a terrible person yeah so um so any showrunners who hear this or any filmmakers Mm -hmm. who hear this talk to people talk to people about talk to everyday regular people about how we deal with our lives how we deal with these conditions in our daily lives and I guarantee you, you'll find better ways to mm-hmm. depict these conditions and on TV and movies. Do, do your damn research. Exactly. Do your damn research. And in the wise words of my queen, Olivia Benson, <laughs> she says, survival takes strength. Yes. If you are strong, you can overcome anything. You can you can overcome anything that you, you think you can't. Mm-hmm. That's, all, that's all that it comes down to, really. So um, I, I hope that this was informative informative yeah i hope and that enlightening eye opening i hope that everyone um understands you know what we were talking about and that i hope it kind of makes you think i hope that's my hope helps start conversations exactly um and once again i will say that we are not professionals we do not have any degrees or nope. anything we are just people who want to make this better who want to help who mm-hmm. want to do better, um, who want the world, who wants the world to do better, really. Yep. Um, so if you guys, you know, if you guys feel like you want to talk to us, if you want to talk to us about anything that you're dealing with and you feel some of your, safe, you know, some of your favorite depictions yeah. of 
of, of you, you know, your, what you feel are good depictions. Yeah. And media. even, even terrible depictions. Right. Tell us, let us know what's going on. Um, we would love to hear from you guys. Uh, uh, you can find us on Twitter. I am uh, at Jillybean729. That's G-I-L-L-Y-B-E-A-N 729. And I am at Annika Davila. That's capital A-N-N-I-K-A, capital D-A-V-I-L-A. And then our podcast is also on Twitter, which is at T-T-Fab Podcast. Um, so we really hope that you guys enjoyed this week's podcast. We really hope that it was eye-opening and informative. Um and we really, really hope that you guys join us next week. Bye.